0: Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell
1: you a story. It's a question, it's a statement, it's what can you offer. We have a very special guest for you tonight. You're here for a celebration, you bought your ticket for a celebration, so a celebration is what you're going to get.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is John Cross. I will be joined shortly by the showcase, Alex Royal. This week's episode is going to start exactly where last week's episode cut off. So sit back and enjoy because it's time to ask that age-old question. What can you offer? Bounce ideas off of and stuff, so.
1: Yeah, so I mean, um... Yeah, you know, there's no secret we've talked about it on here it's like you know you have the people that first talked it out made it possible and whatever and then you have like ideas you bounce by for you and you had ideas we bounced by for like pen pals and us because we want to make sure we're doing something if we're gonna if it's gonna be a show who did you
0: have in. who did you have and you don't have to get into details about why unless you just want to but like and even if it's about money you don't have to get into figures that's totally up to you what you want to get into but like who did you have the most trouble locking down? Like that that did perform that was there that day, who did you have the most difficulty like getting?
1: Tim. Really? Which is crazy because yeah. Tim being the person I'm probably most yeah, yeah. Cl- most close, close to, to out of all on those, the entire yeah, card. The most part, Tim yeah. Rockwell was the hardest person to get locked down for. I remember okay. originally this is
0: something people people may not know because Tim was originally announced as like the host. At first, that wasn't that, work. That was all he was going to do. Yeah. He was going to be the host. That's it. That's yeah. That's all he was planning on doing. He did not want to
1: wrestle. Yeah. And you know, like, which is crazy because, like, I text him almost more than anybody. So yeah. it's like, you'd think like, I would have him before anybody. But no, it's like literally zero, literally yeah. zero trouble um, yeah. booking anybody on the car. Really? Anybody yeah, yeah. we asked. Even, like, even Malico, Malako, we were, we, we kind of talked. Maliko was great. He gave us so much. He gave me so many ideas. Yeah. Messaging. And fun fact, there was an idea pitched there for a little bit to have Maliko and his whole group of the misled oh, yeah. just invade the show Yeah, and just, just be there and just be creepy. And, um, you know, it was Maliko's idea to do the, you know, I wasn't chosen and deface a poster and, like, you know, it was his idea, and it was his idea for a monster I remember ball. there was a brief moment. I mean, it, things
0: change, things evolve, and you're trying to sell tickets, so I get it. But, like, there was a moment where the idea was to not announce Maliko at all,
1: and yeah. he just shows up at the show. Well, Malico wasn't even supposed to have that match with Leslie Crane. That was, yeah. last ma- that was the last match we added. Yeah. Um, it was originally a five-way opener, and Maliko was in that. I see. And, well, I'm, uh, I'm so glad it turned out the way it did. Yep. And, um, actually, sorry, it was a five-way and it was Wes in there, and Malico was going to show up with the lights off and come back on. He's in the ring, and it becomes a 6 play. 6 play, yeah. That was what it was going to be. Turned but, out much better. Glad it turned out better. Um, that's a Skyler Faden thing. He pushed hard for Wes Malico, and uh, we were already to the point where we, needed, we We were like, man, we have so many matches. Skyler had posted in the chat, and he's like, listen, I really think we need to have this match. Wes Malico, yada, yada. And at the time, like, I wasn't commissioning Wes to do work for us. Yeah. Because, you know, Wes, Wes does WFC stuff, and, you know, Wes is a busy guy. And yep. at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm getting Skyler for, you know, a really good price. And granted, even Skyler has admitted, like, his quality isn't going to be quite Wes's quality. But I'm like, it's in our budget. You know, it's in our ballpark. Yeah. And Wes, you know, props to Wes. Like, he bent he bent a lot of his normal pricing to cram those videos and stuff sure. in. Sure. Like, like he did. So props to Wes for that. But... At first, it was like, you know, we're just going to utilize Skylar as much as possible. And um, so there wasn't much conversation about Wes other than, you know, like, hey, have him work the show. And um, which, thankfully, thankfully, it worked out like it is. But isn't it crazy that two of the matches that you don't bank on turn out to be two of your – two of the three highest-profile matches? Yep. West Malika, yep. Tim Brad. Yep. And here – Tim Brad is a match that
0: I pushed for hard, because, and because of this podcast mainly. And hey, if you if you're a new listener, uh, it looks like we've got a bunch of new listeners since we moved, and you know, since I mean, I told you we were going to have new listeners when yeah, we started yeah, the podcast yeah. back up because after OKX, I added like fucking ten new people to my Facebook, which I never do, but it was a lot of workers. There are a lot of world class guys. There were. Um, a lot of uh, um, Mid-South guys and just other guys that some people that weren't working that yeah. were there with maybe some of their friends that they rode along with to, to help and to, to just watch, added me as a friend. So I was like, well, I know they're going to listen to the podcast. I know they are. And they did. So go back. Now that our archive is back, go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes of What Can You Offer? Because the whole Tim and Brad thing you know kind of came out of this podcast in a little rivalry that they had. And I was like, man, what if we could get Tim Rockwell versus Fuel? Because, well, I mean, we need to talk about everything because that's what people are here to hear, but like... Originally, it was what? It was Fuel versus Tommy well, D, Okay, right? so
1: yeah. So here's, here's a full circle thing for you yeah, guys. And this wraps that. around yeah. to Tim being the hardest person to get booked. Yeah. yeah. So it all goes from us pulling Tim aside in the, in the back and Tim giving us his blessing, essentially. Yes. And then us asking the guys. And then to clarify on the last one, it wasn't that Double D necessarily shrugged me off. It was more like they're like, eh, like, we're down. But it's like, obviously, if they have a regular show that have priority that's going to book, it's like they're going to take that. I, I get it, too. But... We, I think now we've established to where you know we're, we're, we're one of those things that's going to pan out. But to get back to the Tim thing, um, Tim was tough. Tim said he only wanted to be the host, yeah, which was a tough spot because it's like we're already being slandered online that we're just a WFC show with a different name, right? And um, then you have the WFC owner as our host, which we didn't give a shit because it's like you know, I'm not here to please you people bashing me yeah. like, or Jeremy or Doug, we're not here to please you guys. We're here to, to do this and make it a thing. And people were, well, we'll see if they put asses in the seats and why am I seeing this yeah. stuff three months out? And it's bringing people that haven't talked wrestling in years to make posts and threads. And next thing you know, everybody is talking about, okay, I call Tim one night I'm sitting in this shop and I call Tim and I say, man, I need to run some stuff by you. I haven't even told him yet about yeah. STF pimpals. pals. I haven't told really? him. I haven't told him about anything, and um, I call him and I'm talking to him and I'm like, man, I was like, you know. So I told him. He kind of he listened to me, and then I said, you know what? Like, the match that needs to happen is you versus Brad, right? Because originally when we pitched this idea, the day we pitched OKX, we pitched him and Brad in the same room, and Tim said. Fuck no. I will never take a podcast story and make an angle out of it. That's what he said. And he he said, I will never take that story and I'll never make an angle out of it. He was adamant to not do anything with Brad. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, no problem. So then what do you want to do? Well, Tim didn't want to do anything. So Tim wanted to be the host. So it's like, okay, well you're the host. We'll, We'll make a deal, yada, yada, yada. We'll do some videos. We even got as far as making promo videos for it. And the first few promo videos were released for OKX is Tim is the host. So I'm in here, I'm talking to Tim on the phone. And we're chatting it up. And I'm like, uh, you know, the match needs to happen is you versus Brad. And I kind of start talking to him, and I'm pitching this idea. I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, you guys do this, and, you know, you call him out for this, and you call him out for that. And then Tim goes, and, like, you guys work, and you guys brawl to like, you know, it didn't to need to be a finish in the match. Because yeah. in my mind, I'm like, Tim's not going to want to Brad over. Brad's not going to want to put Tim right. Over. right, right I'm right. like, it doesn't even need to be finished. Fight out the crowd, double count out whatever fans get it. The build's great. And uh, Tim goes. Tim, it, got, it, got, it got quiet for a minute. And then Tim goes. Nah, man, I'd put him over. And as soon as he said that, I yeah. knew, all right, Tim might be on board. We can he, play ball he here. To play ball. So then we start talking, and then Tim tells me he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Brad." And uh, then that weekend, Tim's like, Tim goes, "Hey, I'm gonna go flyer past in Tahlequah. You want to go with?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I'll go I'll go with." So yeah, it's me and Tim locked in my car for two and a half hours. Like, yeah, we're gonna talk. And, yeah, yeah, You know, we talk about everything. Like we, we talked about you coming back, and you know, then on the way Tim pulls out a cell phone and he calls Brad on speakerphone and he talks to Brad and they kind of start hashing some, some stuff out for this angle. Yeah. And um, I'm all the way in uh, I think it's February. I'm at an event in Oklahoma city and I'm in the middle of the event and I'm, I'm getting blown up by OKX stuff. And um, Tim had messaged me and he said, Hey man, I'll make you a deal. He goes, you help me get this new single that I want, which is the one who wore it. Okay. he goes, i'll do anything you want the show right and i said so you versus brad and he goes anything you want yeah and i said done that's all i said done got his measurements sent it all singlets done whatever we already had the flyer on deck as i send done to tim i'm messaging brad and say tim is on board for this are you on board got a confirmation from him it's brokered i sent them both the graphic they both have it um we changed Tim's picture out a few times, just for more detail. We changed the picture out a few times. Got one that worked. Yeah. And then there we go. So the match is made. And then the beauty of Tim and Brad both being promoters and owners is that they can do whatever they want with yeah. their show. So therefore, they can build this however they want at their respective what you, shows. What you're really,
0: what I'm really hearing right now, is that you owe Brad a set of gear. <laughs>
1: I do. I do. I do. Hey, here's the thing: is I. I needed to make that match happen. No, no, you and... gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Well, I mean, I also you have to think like who got, who got us the ring, who got us the guardrails, who got us the promoters. Well, also. I will say nobody is in like nobody's in the wrong
0: mindset here. I fully understand Tim saying I don't want to fucking wrestle. I fully understand that angle. I fully understand your angle and mine, which is I want this fucking match to happen because it is a good story. Um, I also understand the angle of like fucking podcast feud doesn't make a good... I understand that. Yeah. I totally understand that. But hey, it made Don't... for a hell of a hype video. The only reason that it worked is because you had so much time to build it. That That is the reason. If, if OKX would have been two weeks out and they would have yeah. done the one podcast, it wouldn't have mattered. But the thing is, they did real podcasts where they really were pissed at each other, months apart. And then they really did talk it out. And they really did decide to to commit and make it an angle. And that's why it worked Because everybody got on board Everybody played ball And we had time to do it Yeah So like it, It's all worth it in the end Everybody did the right thing I think And, and I, yeah, I'm sad yeah. that I haven't really gotten to see that match I want to go so, I want to go watch so,
1: it So I mean Just so everyone knows Is Fuel, Fuel got a good payday he Oh, got, yeah. Fuel got a oh re- yeah Fuel got a really Everyone good, was taken care Fuel, of Fuel got a good payday um, I assume I mean I don't I, know I, I promise you <laughs> I, I, I want to bet you Anybody in a marquee match Tell me Tell me you have been paid not well, I said that recently. on the last
0: episode, that the, the, one of the best things for me about OKX was no... Still, I mean, we're, we're two weeks away, or two weeks gone from it, and, like, no bullshit, like, fuck those guys... You know they didn't pay yeah. me, or or they didn't do this, they didn't do that. You know the
1: only numbers that we had to negotiate with was Rumble because Rumble we couldn't pay guys twenty five bucks to come in and do the Rumble. Sure. So it's like it was it was a ten dollars base at, I got for the you. Rumble. It's like hey you come into the Rumble set up gimmicks it's gonna be ten bucks. Yeah. Anytime anyone tried to wiggle we're like hey I, we're sorry but we can only commit the ten bucks. It's just how it is. Now what people didn't understand is people that actually like I said this before people that actually stayed they got more than ten bucks. Yeah. They came in the back and it was fifteen or it might have been twenty yeah. or if, if you know Derek. And uh, Derek Teeter and Derek James, like, they stayed and they busted their ass and tore down the ring. And Derek was on those lights turning off and on for everybody. He got some money at the end of the night. Like, and it's not all about the money. But that's, for me, that's a thank you. Okay? So, anyway, yeah. So, but anyway, with the Tim thing is also, with there being the ring and there being the him not charging us really for the promoter's license other than the fees, in my opinion, a singlet, it kind of balances it out. So, it's like I'm not... I have no issue, and like it's not that anyone got paid more than the other. It's that Tim got what he was owed, and it was fair. No, and um, and and everyone else. I know. I just said there's going to be those listeners judging from the last podcast that take it the wrong way. Um, Hard times. Well, any of those
0: people that are like that, they're pieces of shit,
1: and I don't care. So fuck them. Uh, Whatever. I've talked. I've talked to Dexter, so (laughs) it is what it is. Um.
0: Anyway, Uh, he's still
1: hashtag excluded. hashtag exclusive. And Dex never OKX'd. People need to to get a. Did you sell shirts at that show? Yeah, we sold. Showcase shirts. We sold out of every showcase shirt. We sold out of every OKX shirt. that's what I meant. We sold out of every STF shirt. They sold them at a concession stand. We sold them at the
0: concession stand. Oh, okay, because I don't remember seeing them anywhere. Sold them at the concession stand. Well, I'll tell you right now, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the last one or not. OKX okay, was certainly my best payday since the, uh, the the Swedish fiasco, which is on an earlier episode. People have to go back and listen to that. But I sold the heck out of some shirts. Yep. Um. So I mean, and uh, you know, some people are going to say it's because oh, you're junk cross or whatever. But uh, Let's I mean, come back. It was a good hey, shirt. Go get your uh, go get your go get your merch, boys, because they were they were buying at that event. I told Big Smooth, Big Smooth, who's one of my good buddies, and, and Smooth was booked originally and then he had some stuff come up he couldn't make it to okx big smooth is a guy that loves to sell his merch loves it he lives that merch life and uh i told him i was like man you missed out because uh they were buying at that show they were buying Mm -hmm. like crazy and yeah my shirt my my shirt i remember when i when i originally i did not seem for the people that don't know i'll tell you uh, got kind of the the story of my shirt so i had a design for a shirt. Travis King helped me make it. Well, he helped me make this one, but this is, I'm not talking about the one that I actually sold. I had another design for a shirt. It was what I would call the safe bet. It looked great, it was clean, it was easy. It would have made a great shirt that probably would have sold just as well, if not better. But, I made the decision that if this was me, if this was John Cross, if this was my one time only, if this is the last shirt I'm ever gonna sell, Fuck it. I don't want to go the safe route. I want to go what I want. That's what I want. I, I know what I want, and that's what I want to do. So through Travis, okay indie scene, I got hooked up with a tattoo artist out of uh, Broken Arrow uh, Geeking Studios. His name's Matt Henniger. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, so I'm sorry if I butcher it. But uh, um, We got with that dude and basically said, hey, I want a carnage because carnage one of my favorite comic book characters i would love to take an image of him and somehow work my eye of dagon logo into that and we went back and forth back and forth back and forth and um i eventually came up with well hey what if you just make him a fucking cyclops just give him one big eye and make it that because we were trying to get it on his hand or something and i was like well fuck that what if we just put it on his head and just make it he's like a cyclops now he has one eye and it's my eye so he draws up the design and I fucking loved it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I was like, well, that's what I want on a shirt. And you know, a lot of people told me, like, well, that's gonna be difficult. Like, it's got a lot of colors in it. It's gonna it's gonna be hard to get that for a price that's you know, wrestling fans will afford and all that stuff. But I basically said, fuck it, and I was like, Man, this is my one time only. I want to do it my way. Fuck it. I don't care. This is the shirt, this is the design I want to go with. And um with uh with uh, with help from Matt and Travis, and with help from, I guess I have to fucking mention, Zach Royal, fucking helped me bring all this shit together, helped me get the shirts. Um, we got the shirts, and, and Tim, I got I to gotta say Tim's name too. Tim helped hook me up with the shirt guy and stuff. We got the shirts made. I was really scared because I did not get to see the shirts until the day Of the show. show. At OKX. Is when I got to see the shirts. And I was pretty fucking terrified. What are they going to look like? Because I was told. That it was a difficult design. And they had trouble making them. So. I'm going to be fully honest. I opened that box. I looked at the shirts. I was pretty underwhelmed at first. I did not love it at first. Did not love it at all at first. Um, I was kind of like fuck i didn't hate it either but it was not my vision i didn't love how the logo turned out it has like a white border around it which i didn't love um i will say this in the weeks since then like i see that shirt hanging in my closet now and uh like i see my wife wearing it i see like i saw alex wearing it and graham and and luke wearing the shirts and stuff and zach wears the shirts and i've wore the shirts um it's grown on me it doesn't look that bad it it, it looks fine looks totally fine I sold the fuck out of some shirts. I've sold the fuck out of some shirts online since then. Thank you to everyone that bought a shirt. I made a... That fucking... That went straight to the John Cross Broke-Ass Wrestler Fund, and uh, I appreciate the fuck out of that. And um, I have shirts left, so I guess this... Here's a plug. Reach out to me if you want a shirt. I've got very select sizes left, but hit me up and I'll make you a deal. You know, I was selling them at OKX for 20 bucks. I'm selling them for cheaper than that. Now, if you just hit one to hit me up, but i them uh, for 1350. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm, I'm, I am proud of the shirt. I'm proud of it because it's the design that I wanted yeah. and I went with it. So fuck it. Um, you know, anyway, I have that other design too, you know, maybe someday in the books, maybe we'll do a WFC, you know, John cross manager shirt and I'll do that design. Cause I love it too. And Travis made it for me and, I, and it's great. But anyway, um,
1: I wasn't too happy with the color. Uh, Yeah, like not not the logo, the shirt color. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black and gray, and we wanted heather. We wanted
0: a heather gray because that's one of my. That's probably my favorite color. I like the really dark gray. That's that's my favorite color to wear, and um, so that's what we went with. I'd, I have not talked to Tim. I have not talked to the t-shirt company. I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, there's no point in making a fuss
1: now. I've got them in my fucking nah, back you, bedroom. They, they sold. They sold. Oh, they it, sold
0: great. They were going to They, those, they, were, they were gonna one, buy whatever. It's one of those things. Honestly. If you
1: go to a t-shirt company yeah. and you pay the the actual price, yeah. you're going to get everything you want. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. you get it on a hookup, you, get a deal, you, leave, you leave room for yeah. Wiggle, and, and that's... That's kind of how it goes. So by saving, you know, yeah. I'm telling you right now, shirts around here. When I was looking at yeah. making those OKX shirts, I know, dude, yeah. you'll spend. I mean, I went four, to 450 four for like 30 shirts. I went to front and back. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I went to his guy right on the road, and he gets a pretty good deal. on yeah, yeah. Just front shirts. Your shirt alone is like 20. 20- 25.50. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for- and I was
0: going to pay whatever. So, I mean, I can't complain. Tim got me the hookup. I don't know yeah. what the deal with the colors was. I don't know whose decision that was. I'm perfectly fine with it, though. It happened. Um, yeah, there were randomly two hoodies in that box. Those are cool, though. Just and separate. I took one and I gave one to Zach for for helping me out. So, like, that, those were where the two hoodies went. Um, I took one. I gave. They were like one. athletic
1: hoodies, though. Yeah, yeah. They're
0: they're like they're like long sleeve T shirts with hoods is what they are. Yeah. But they look yeah. good. They fit well. So yeah. um, I'm I'm totally game with that. I was that. pretty
1: surprised. I came back. I had a shirt laying on my bag, and I'm like, for as much shirts have I given away over the years, like <laughs> it's like I, I expected think, a hoodie. Finally, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I
0: don't wear hoodies, so we're <laughs> I knew uh, I knew uh, I knew I had to give you a shirt. Hoodies like, are for the broke. I uh, wear a nice blazer. Alex or got one
1: of the, the few uh, free shirts that I gave out. Yeah, yeah, because you've never gotten a free shirt from me. So. Oh well, you know. Um, You know. Anyway, this is a good time to mention that I do have a new Alex Royal shirt set to drop in the next week. Oh, do you? I'm excited. And um, it's super cool. It has the same logo on the front. Is this the right side of your face instead of the left this time? No, no, no. (laughs) This this has the same face logo because I'm in love with that logo. Yeah. But it has a red glow around it. Ah. Um, And then on the back, there's a checklist. And a specific checklist that covers everything over the course of my (laughs) five-year career thus far. So that's where we're at on that. Um, why don't we, uh, with all these new listeners, listeners we're getting, who might be interested in rocking some? What can you offer merch? Because oh, okay. we could totally get some shirts made. Now, I mean, I don't necessarily want to do a pre-sale or anything, but we need to mm. we need to know some numbers. Get like a
0: handful of shirts. Yeah, made, though.
1: we need to know some numbers for like um what you guys are wanting specifically. We'll get a shirt designed. I want to um, get.
0: I want to get. I want to. Uh, we well, had a beta we'll, shirt.
1: That we will. We'll cool. reach out
0: to somebody i know we have some listeners and we have some friends that can help us but i want a new logo like i want another yeah, logo yeah I want, I want to get us a new logo whether it has our images in it or not but but you know using
1: the what can you offer i do want a new logo because those old logo does that other logo yeah. has our old images on there yeah it it's has like, fat john cross on it it has you purple tights and me and my purple and yellow gear and it looks good for the podcast oh it looks great i
0: love that logo but like it's it's time it's time we, we should we got new listeners we should do we're a new on a logo. new platform
1: absolutely So we'll figure that out
0: and we'll get some shirt ideas out there. I've got, you know, and I've got ideas too for shirts. We can always go, you know, there's, there's the easy routes out there. Uh, You know, like I've, I've played with like a a, a WCYO, but like NWO style, like, you know, that's what a lot of people, you know, that's, that's out there. All fucking people do that, but maybe different variations of that with, different factions and stuff. But yeah. uh, we'll figure it out. We'll play with it. We'll get a couple designs my, uh, or something. My
1: shirt I have dropping is going to be really cool because it's going to be that shirt in the back is going to have a checklist and it's going right. to be like, um, you know, a, a future check, exclusive check, cartel check, like different things I've done all the way leading up to like the showcase. So right. it's going to be one of the more detailed shirts I've ever had. Um, right. I'm only making like 20 shirts and then depending on how they sell or if they sell or when they sell. Um I'm gonna get more made. So they right. they it's a very exclusive t shirt and more so it's because I'm working world class on the twenty second of June and it's all about selling gimmicks. So you know I sold all the showcase ones at OKX, lumped in with the OKX gear. So hey, appreciate everyone that bought a showcase shirt. It's always fun seeing my face on someone's chest in the crowd. Um, Absolutely. But anyway, um so we talked about we talked about Tim and Brad. Um, I guess I should talk about Brad's side of that. I um, approached him in the back at UWE. Brad was very easy to talk about the 10 match. He wanted it. Um, I don't think he was 100% sold on the UWE title match with Tommy Dean at the time. I really? Know, since then, Tommy's working there, and it's great. But when I first... Okay, so the first idea was... um okay. All right. The first idea there was, okay, so we're going to do a Battle Royal. And the winner of the Battle Royal is gonna challenge Brad for the UWE Championship on the main show. Right. And it was always Tommy Dean. It was always Tommy Dean. And he was gonna get that moment with Brad. Yeah. I had to have a phone call with Tommy Dean and let him know hey, yeah. if we're if we can't have this 10 match, that kind of takes priority. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Dean's such a good sport, like of uh, just doing the rumble and you know. Props on the fucking Rumble, dude. The Rumble was good. The Rumble got more of a pop than some of the matches got. Like people, I watched the whole Rumble. People loved it. We were in the crowd. You and I were, and we're like, man, this is cool. Wesley Crane walks by and goes, hey, man, you should have these guys that are in the bleachers move up and set in those seats. And I go, dude, this is just a pre-show. And he's like, this is just a pre-show? And I go, yeah, we're good. And um, so, so it was great. Um, I loved it. Richie, props to you, Richie. You orchestrated yeah. that Rumble. It was a great rumble. I did not, gosh, when we were talking about the rumble, I wanted everyone to start in the ring, and JD was like, you know, we want to do like people coming out in intervals, and I'm like, yeah, but like there's too much room for air. like time goes over, yada yada, and JD's like, I got it handled. He put the ball in Richie's court. Richie knocked it out of the fucking park. So
0: well, let me, yeah, let me, let me talk about that real quick because like, uh, oh, we got a. Uh- stuff that uh I... anyway so i don't know there's going to be some weird transitions in this just because of the fact that we are pausing so you can take care of your customers and that's that's part of life man that's the that's the cost of doing business man so if there's some weird Good transitions mass deal with it it is what it is
1: what do we haven't talked about okay we haven't I mean, talked about my tag match.
0: There, i was gonna say there are some things we're not gonna be able to break down every single aspect of the show as of this moment because i have not seen every bit of the show so I, i'm telling you right now once we do have that little watch party where we watch the show i'm gonna want to come back and do like a retrospective of like start to finish because i'm gonna sit there i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna have fun i'm also gonna take notes because i really want to um uh, I, I will say I want, I want to talk about your tag match next but um, I do want to briefly mention because I just fucking feel like I have to so I I, I feel obligated to say this but it is the truth now I did not see the uh, the semi main the, the big the big doggins versus McGowan match I didn't really see that one so I won't be able to talk much about it right now I don't, and I don't need to but I do want to say this about the battle royal oh oh Reedsky yeah oh Hasky oh Haskell himself he did a really good job. He did pretty he good. He actually really royal. did. Yeah. He came in there at a moment in that battle royal where it was kind of lackluster and he fucking started firing off on people and it popped the fuck out of me. Yeah. But uh, what I, now I remember what I was about to say before we kind of got interrupted. Um, I do want to, you, you said it, but I need to harpen back on it real quick. Um, uh, a few years ago, I was doing the booking. I don't know if booking's the right way to say it because I didn't have ultimate power, but I was doing a lot of the uh, agenting or whatever for the UWE cards. I was setting up the cards and uh, I was uh, kind of out, outlining a lot of the matches that I had ideas for and um, I did the Sooner Stampede one year uh, and that's their, you know, that's UWE's Royal Rumble gimmick, which is actually this, the the next one's like next month, isn't it? Like June yeah. is the next Stampede. Um, anyway, so I was there for one stampede as kind of the Booker-ish guy at UWE. And I had an outline for that stampede, the way I wanted it to go. And I kept it super simple, I think. I, I, apparently, I kept it pretty simple because it came off yeah. pretty well. And um, a lot of guys were were they, they were like, man, that was so easy to follow. You know, you're know, you always worried about when people try to plan those things because they can be clusterfucks. And uh, Richie came up to me at OKX. And he said, hey, man, I just want you to know. I was kind of inspired by the way that you set up that Stampede match at UWE all those years ago, and that was my approach to this match. So Richie really carried that battle royal. He did a lot of fucking work. He busted his ass yeah. to make that as good as it was. And he I think he did a good job. I, I totally see. You know, and a lot of times you can only plan stuff and then you have to hope that the guys that you give you know spots to can execute your vision and um uh, i think he did a really good job of keeping it within the realm of uh you know possibility on what guys could and couldn't do so so more props to richie thank you for doing that in that battle royal um it's it's necessary sometimes so you can keep them from being a clusterfuck and keep them entertaining because it can be done i promise you it can be done so uh yeah it was good and i think so let's move on man let's talk about your tag match talk about like getting that tag match together um it seems like there was a brief moment where you weren't sure that that match was actually going to happen and uh then talk about the match itself man like like how did it go how are you happy with it like all that stuff so
1: so okay so having that much time to sit on a match is a blessing and a curse sure because um there's a few things that I want to I want to cover um, about for for the remaining of this you know 20 minutes or whatever right right but um, as far as the match goes like we originally we knew we wanted STF Pimp pals we wanted STF Pimp pals STF Pimp pals well I mean it was one of those things where there was all this build going on JD and I couldn't exactly build because we're doing the whole. You know, we're not gonna tag, and yeah. we are gonna take it away from the people, and then we're gonna give it back to them. Right, right. And um, that was, I was, I was all set up for that promo, and when Jeremy came out, and Jeremy got a pop, and then he got a JD chant, and he came out to his own music, like, yeah. and then he cut the promo, and he was like, you know, like, you know, Alex got cold feet, like you'll see both of us, but you won't see us as simple the future. You know, some fans, I mean, I, I don't know, I, fans are smart, I know, but like, sure. They gave like a smattering of awe or a smattering of boo. Like yeah, it's just yeah. a mixture of like, you know, we're loving J.D. And the love they have for J.D. is more than they have for the hate for me. Right. Because I feel like it's weird because I was put in a weird spot. Because J.D. was glowing babyface because he's already a babyface. Yeah. Me, I'm a shit heel. Yeah. So like for me to be put even attached with JD, it's going to cut my booze in half. Sure. So my booze are like, you know, 50%, eh, you know. So like it's hard to play that that, tw- that tweener role when you have no in-game for it. Right. So you know, Demieching and Skylar come out. They got a good little pop. They had a lot of people in the crowd. It's very neutral. They do the deal, Jeremy hits Danny, I break curtain. I break curtain and slide in. When I hit the ring, I get a pop. You know, they're like oh, they're like, okay, and then okay, so then like immediately my psyche switches from I'm no longer a heel to this crowd. Yeah. Like I'm a douche and I wanted to I wanted to Definitely. plant I wanted to plant those in the in the match. Yeah. Little moments to where like I wasn't like, you know, tag me partner, please. Like right, I right. wanted I still wanted to be that guy, but have that, you know, crowd giving me that support. Yeah. So that's why when I got in the ring, that was all ad lib. My promo was just supposed to be You know, if anyone's going to put his hands on JD, it's going to be me. So tonight, how about one more time? And then when I got in there, the energy that the crowd gave me, like Tim had said something on the way out. Like I I was about to walk out the curtain and he goes, what is this? Amateur hour? He said it as a joke. And like it just stuck with me. So as soon as I got out there and slid in and I grabbed the mic, I I said something along the lines of like, you know, you come out here and you talk in trash while you look like a guy that had to get a ride to get here and you're dressed in your clothes from Goodwill. And the fans popped. They laughed. And then I was like, and that's along the lines. Like I'm sitting back there thinking, "What is this amateur hour?" Well, guess what? Good thing my green gear is still packed in my bag. And you know what I did? They popped. Then an STF chant started, and it was real. Like there was a moment in there when I slid in and I shoved Danny, and he shoved me back. It was a real shove. Like it felt like we're about to legit throw down because right. we both had that adrenaline going. And um, that's just like how it felt. Like, oh, this is a, it's a feel-good atmosphere. And I said, STF kicks your ass, and people went crazy. And then I came in the back, I was like, oh, that was good. But I wanted JD to come out there looking like the everyday man. Yeah. With a blazer, with his hat, you know, like lovable, slapping hands. You know, me, I wanted to go out there looking like a prick. So I'm like, I'm gonna wear a, a vest with, with a cutoff underneath, with, right. you know, and, and slacks with dress shoes because I'm a douche and have my glasses on, and like, I wanted that. So it worked out. Um, that little ad lib promo right there is what Jerry Bostic told me was that showed him that I can yeah. I have the wittiness to think on the fly yeah. and stuff so like you know another benefit for having three promoters in the back like you know they're watching so um, we do the match we go in the back we're putting it together um, there was a lot put together I, I don't I don't remember all of it like I said like it was a pretty groggy day for me um, yeah. I found out the same as a car wreck yada yeah, yeah, yada yeah. you know so like I'm sitting here trying to remember these spots. And, like, when I get in there, I know I'll be fine. But um, I'm, like, trying to figure this out. So we're outside, you know, put the gear on. It's becoming real. Yeah, um, We're putting it together with them. We know we're going to have a firing on all cylinders match. But what people need to understand is that it's been over three years since we faced the pen yeah. Like, we were supposed to face them at the anniversary show that John had the cage match. Yeah. Okay. And we hadn't wrestled till five months before that with them. And Danny got the flu. So right, we didn't right. have that match. So right. we went out and we beat Cruz and Osborne, and then, you know, that was it. So then STF went baby. So we never got that closed-the-door match with the pinpacks. Sure. Yeah. So it was important to us to have this match on this stage and, and have that nostalgia moment. Yeah. And we got it. Now, do I think the match was five-star? No. Do I think it had to be? No. Do I think that there was matches like you guys and Wesson Malfoy to go out there and do that? Absolutely. But I will say, for JD and I literally— this isn't a situation to where you stop tagging at one company and you go tag at the next one. The day I turned on him in Bristow and I hit him with a steel chair and I went solo Alex Royal, we never tagged again. Yeah. Like no UWE, no BPW, no World Class, nothing. Never yeah. tagged again. We cold turkey went our own separate ways. Right. And became ourselves in the process. Jeremy found his self, I found myself. Okay. Now you take those two people and you bring them back together and you bring them back in a moment together. Yeah. Then, um, then you ha- you have to go out there and you have you have to present that because it's not just Alex and JD and we are simply the future anymore. We're now. Um, you know, we were talking
0: about the match, and
1: uh, like you said, it didn't
0: necessarily need to be anything more than a nostalgia pop. And uh, a, but I mean, it was it, what I saw of the match was great. You went balls out with a uh, fucking undertaker dive to the outside of the ring and, uh, and you know we used to do that all the time almost lost
1: your fucking face on that one yeah we used to do stuff like that all the time the idea when when structuring the match and um i think what i was getting to with going out there is was we, we would get into the match and you'd have you'd have the pen pals match um but basically when the match got started and we were putting it together it's like we know we're going to go probably 15. We sure. ended up going like 18 um, yeah. from entrance to entrance. Should have um, had
0: Dexter there to rip your fucking head off. Right.
1: I know, but um, I we know, had a, we knew know. We we're going to go around there. And it was my idea. To let, it's like, you know, this match needs to come to a point to where it breaks down yeah. and it stays broken down. Sure. It's like, you know, it needs to be, you know, timing. Like, here's the thing. What I was getting at earlier, and to wrap it all together, was that Jeremy and I haven't tagged together in three years. Pin right. Pals haven't faced us in three years, and they haven't tagged together either. Yeah, Skyler started tagging with some of us. This is our first time in three years scoring off against each other. Timing is not going to be perfect, and stuff is not going to be perfect just trying to pick up where you left off after three years. I'm pretty damn proud of what we did, though, Yeah. after the circumstances. So, we're in the back, and you know, just a little dig for you guys, so you guys understand um, STF, simple the Future, it was a thing. Jeremy one time, one day said, Still the Future. And I was like, I love that. It reminded yeah. me of the Hulk Still rules. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, Still the Future. It's still STF. It shows that even though we went and done our own things, coming back together, we're still the future of Oklahoma in this business. Um, so that's where the Still the Future came from. Yeah. And it uh, pops Sam Stackhouse, so boom, worth it. And then, um, we go out and do the match and my idea was well, let's, let's take the first five minutes and work a standard tag match that's where you hit the nostalgia moves Yeah. that's where you hit the, the corner assault combo um, you know you date, we wanted to debut one of our new moves a back to the future it's like a um, a ripcord you know discus elbow into a knee we did at it at UWE for people that seen it Yeah. and then um, you know the, the famous you know I say famous it's fucking up home indie wrestling but the STF dive to where it's like Jeremy teases the go stop Grab the rope, drop. I come flying over him to the outside. Yeah. That was a babyface move we adopted. It always got the fans. So yeah, it's yeah. like, might as well do a babyface move if we're going to get cheered like this. So that was the idea for that. And I remember being in the back and I was like, guys, I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. So just make sure you catch me. Yeah. And um, yeah, I kind of said it jokingly because I have full trust in Danny and Skyler. Get the fucking phone. And um, I think it's just one of those things to where, um, you know, they... I was confident in doing it, yeah. But it's like, it was just one of those one of one of those weird things. So, we did the thing. I hit the dive. As I jumped, I got some air, more air than I, think I remember. You, you, I think you overcompensated. I think I you got went fucking. You went crazy with that dive. Okay. I got more air than I think I ever got before, sure. and um, I, I went dive tiger dive at Thunderbro. There's actually a really cool angle that's going to be on the Blu-ray. That, by the way. There's a Blu-ray that's going to drop. You guys have seen it. If, you've, if you're if you listening to this, go to the OKX page. Watch the hype video. It's awesome. Um, there's going to be a sick Blu-ray. And the angle, gosh, you don't see it on there, but I've seen the shot of it. The angle they have at this dive is stupid because yeah. I've seen Britney's angle, and it doesn't do it justice. Yeah. But the angle that they have, they literally have the camera catching me head-on angle. And then you see me jump, and then I overshoot Skylar and Danny. They get my waist. When right. they get my waist, I top half down. And I put my hands up in front of my face, yeah. and when I put my hands up, my hands hit the ground, my right shoulder smokes the ground, and my head whips around to where my left side hits, and I tuck and roll. Yeah. And then I remember looking over at Danny, because he was supposed to do a flosion, and I didn't think I could invert. Because yeah. I, I was knocked fucking loopy. Uh-huh. So like, I didn't think I could invert, otherwise I thought I might pass out. Right, right. So I'm laying there, and I'm like, hey, just sidewalk slamming, I can't, I can't take the... Yeah. I can't take the flosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, he goes, all right. And then I laid there for a second, and I was like, fuck it, just do it. And as soon as I said that, I leaned up on one knee, and just desperation, I did the baby face. Yeah! with hands up on the outside. <laughs> Fans kind of came to, because it kind of sucked the wind out of the room when I hit it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was groggy. I was so groggy to the point we were, we were taking the dives, and um, there was supposed to be a spot to where um, – Danny and JD were going to square off. Skyler was going to dive to the outside. And I was supposed to cut him off at the apron. Yeah. And then he was going to spear me off and take me out. But what happened was he went for the dive. And as he went for the dive, last second I was I came to because I was so groggy. And I jump up in, like, desperation forearm, And it worked out. It looks really good on camera. So, like, the desperation looks way better than probably what I would have done if I was with it. Right. But I was, I was groggy up until probably I hit the brain buster later in the match. There's a part to where they had to tell me get out of the way when chin did the dive and i rolled in there and i super kicked him and i was supposed to turn around and take an sto which i've taken a thousand times yeah but what i did after i super kicked him was i started kicking him out of the ring which was just like autopilot just doing it because i'm a bad guy and that was one of those things when i say i wanted to throw things in there that still kind of show like ooh, he's not a good guy that's one of them take my moment i'm gonna kick your face off like that was kind of the thing and when I turned around, Danny came running in. Just to paint a picture of how groggy I actually was, when he came in to grab me, I went, th- I went the opposite direction like I was taking a mic check. Right. Everything in my body told me I was taking a mic check. Yeah. And I knew it was an STO. Right. And he goes, no, the other way. So he held on the rope and he actually put me down. And it took me a little bit to kind of get, get my wherewithal in. So super cool. Um, I'm really happy with the match. There's some minor flaws, but again, that's three years of bad timing and um, shit like that. So, SDF Pimpals, Pals, uh, I can confidently say it will never happen again. Yeah. And um, you know, hope that was a good you know into the storybook sure. of uh, what we created in WFC.
0: That was so. a great idea for OKX. I'm glad y'all got to finally have that kind of ending match. Because um, I know it was kind of disappointing there when you didn't get to do it. Back in the day, uh, yeah. but uh, so that was a good spot for it. Um, I mean, what about Breaker and Bosta getting them involved? That's pretty cool, man. I, I you told me pretty last minute that you had Brian Breaker, who fuck, I haven't seen Breaker in in probably years. Um, he went off and uh, started doing the compound thing only, and then he broke ties away with compound as well, and he's been kind of MIA for over a year now, or if not, yeah, uh, if not even longer than that. And me yeah. and him caught up quite a bit in the locker room. And uh, it was he, nice seeing Breaker again. He's going to be on the pod. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Wants,
1: he wants to do the podcast. Sure, I've been on
0: his. Yeah, and I, I'd like to I'd like to get him on here and kind of get a feel for him. And he's, got, he's had a lot of world experiences. I mean, he was in NXT. He's been to uh, NOAA in Japan and, uh, I mean, just the local scene of, of being at Compound for so long. So, uh, um, yeah, I'd definitely love to talk to uh, Brian.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool because, like, what's funny is that people kept saying, like, oh, it's the same guys, and yada, 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 and then yeah. you really, when you funnel them together at the end, the ones that were shit-talking it were mostly the butthurt ones, Yeah. and, um, you know, like I, I will say, like, that some of it opened our eyes to certain things, like, um, you know, Colby Black commenting on there about, you gotta, you gotta book Prince Mahali, it definitely opened our eyes, like, sure. well, you're right, he is doing awesome things for world-class, and, like, yeah, it's a good call, so... Colby black is one of the main reasons I seen that comment. I was like, I know I'm going to go ahead and post and Prince of Mahoney. And then Colby and I talked and then boom, Colby ended up, you know, being in one of the marquee spots with him and Xcal. Like, absolutely. I love Colby's little short promo. Like, you're, you're American. I do fail your ass out of here. Yeah, like, I, I, definitely, love- I definitely
0: didn't know that was coming. I didn't, I didn't,
1: have a clue he was going to get to do that promo. So it was good. Those yeah, I, I wanted him to. I him do his thing, and X Cow. It's like I want him to get in the ring and during intermission because no one ever does anything during intermission. Like so, it's, it feels unplanned, and it's like oh, you just you know tell him to get away. And X Cow did a really good job of you know getting the fans the pop behind that he just had a kid and right shooting star press looked good. And it was a great moment. It's great on the highlight video too, but the Bostic and the Breaker thing kind of happened. Okay, so I built a relationship with Bostic. Yeah. Um, Basically off of me working the um, the title match, world class. In so you know, NSU, yeah. plot twist. You know, spoiler for all you people out there. Um, and I don't think you know John cares mentioning it, but John was mentioned. Um, Bostic wanted John Cross. Yeah. The videos started coming out of him and Luke, and Bostic wanted first dips. Yeah. So Bostic wanted to book John versus Fuel on. Um, UWE in Tahlequah and we've talked in private. You've even said like, you know, yeah, it would have been an easy payday and easy match and good knock the rest off. But your words to me were I'm hashtag one time only. I'm exclusive. I'm all exclusive. And I'm like, that's cool, man. So John and that John's our selling point. So it's like, if he goes off and they see him wrestle there, then that person might not buy a ticket. I wanted very much. I wanted desperately to do that match
0: because first of all, I mean, like, I I don't know, the the wrestler in me, it's like, oh, I get to tick off another company from my belt. So I'll have worked for World Class, and I'll have worked for Jerry, who, uh, you know, I've heard about for a long time. And it's nice to be wanted. Um, But also, like, I'm having this huge match with Luke, this giant match that I'm getting ready for. And as much as I'm getting ready for, what I'm not doing is having actual matches. So... I was like, "Fuck," having a match in Tahlequah with Fuel, which will be the easiest match in the world because I've worked Fuel uh, dozens of times, and he's yeah. one of the easiest guys to get along with in the ring. I was like, "Man, this will be a great tune-up match for Luke," but ultimately, there's no way I could have done it. There's yeah. no way I could have disrespected the hype that was OKX with bringing me back by doing just some random spot match, um, you know, a, a few weeks before. So there was no way I was going to do that. And I did not. But you, you got to do it.
1: Well, so what had happened was I um, built a relationship with him. I don't know. Okay, so Tim had basically told me. We went, we did a um, a charity dinner where we spoke on behalf of WFC. And we were talking on the way there. Yeah. And he told me, he's like, hey, I mentioned you to Jerry. Um, Jerry said, just keep it up. He'll keep watching. He just doesn't have any room right now. And I, yeah. said, I said, that's no problem with me. Because honestly, truth be told, my schedule is, and not to be that guy, but it's very hard to maneuver schedules sometimes. Sure. Not only for WFC, for UWE. Tim knows it, Brad knows it. Yeah. I'm constantly getting dates and like, wiggling around events and stuff. And um, to add a third company in there, it's hard to do. And this show happened to be on a Tuesday night. I was on my anniversary at Broken Bow. I barely had any service, and my phone starts blowing up at night. And I'm like, what is it? And um, I know Tim had spoke with me on behalf of, Tim had spoke about me, it's Jerry. Apparently, I don't. I don't know if you name dropped me or anything, but I know Brad Perhaps. did. Yeah, I know Brad did. And then I think Jerry finally had heard it enough to where he's like, "All right, I keep hearing about Alex yep. Royal." Yep. And I know Drake had mentioned it too because Drake's going to work for him. And Drake said, "You know, I was on a list of guys, so I'm like, you, know, you see my name four or five, six times yep. from some people. You got to at least take notice. You got to at least get curious of like, hey, like, I want to kind of see him." And we've talked about that match on here in the archives, and now that they're available, yep. feel free to listen. But um. John, um, basically Jerry messages me and Jerry's like, Hey, you know, this and that, tell me about your character. And I basically did like a job interview over, over, you know, messenger and it worked out and, you know, he booked me and I basically took John's spot and, um, you know, did I feel like second choice? Of course. Like I felt like, I felt like, Oh, you can get John. So you get the guys managing. I get it. Well, Um, uh,
0: it doesn't. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I don't blame you for feeling that way. However, like, like, The thing was, I'm not an option. I I know people people are having a hard time with that. I'm not a fucking option, though. I was not an option for that. So they can reach out to me, and I can want to do it as much as I want. But, like, I was not an option. The OKX thing was a special occasion. It was a special thing it was something that that i decided to do and there was not going to yeah. be
1: any just random matches anywhere in between or before so well so as you know. i was what i was saying was like yeah i felt that way but also the yeah. other the other side of me was like i personally don't care this is something i want to do i've never done i've never worked on cards with some names since you know trevor yeah. and um you know like i, I want to do this and tim tim's killing it there so i'm like you know i want to go there i'll ride with him and um, so we went there and, and did it, and, it and, and I had a good time. It was a good experience. Yep. Uh, Work, Brad. You know, Brad was very happy with the match. There I had, go. I had my, you know. Yeah, we talked about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into it, but that's basically to wrap it up. That's what that was. Long story short, I built a relationship with, with Jerry, Jerry out of that yeah. show. There you go. And um, so we started talking, and then we were doing this OKX thing, and then he was he was kind of picking my brain on it. Mm-hmm. And Tim would tell me he'd be like, "Man, Jerry really loves the name, and he likes this, and he likes that." And I was like, "I was like," so I started talking to Jerry a little bit, and. Um, Finally, like Jerry's like I was like, hey man, if you're not doing anything, feel free to come out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, man, I'm going to the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. where I totally would. Yeah. Um Anything you want me to push on my page, I would be more than happy to. Happy to. Um, if you don't mind, he said, if you would book, he gave me a list. He mm-hmm. said, Fuego. Yeah. Tego. Um, and then he said someone else. I can't. I he might have said, uh, Flex. I don't know, but or Flex. Yeah. Um, and then I basically had said, I was like, well, Fuego's already booked. We also booked Prince Mahali, who's featured on your show. Yeah. And uh, so Fuego can work on behalf of World Class. And Flex is there, but he's there as Michael Barry. Michael Barry, yeah. And um, the Tego thing kind of happened. So anyway, Jerry would periodically reach out to me. Like, middle of the night, I'd wake up to a yeah. message from Jerry. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, man, how's the promoting going? How's everything going? Like, super, like, supportive. Sure. So finally, he messaged me and goes, hey, man, I don't think the Hall of Fame is going to happen. Um, I will be there for OKX. And I'm like, OK, cool. So what do you, we start snowballing. We're well, going to be the special guest. You're going to cut a promo, let Mahali cut you off. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Um, whatever. So uh-huh. he messaged me. We got him a room. Jerry Bostic shows up at setup. Yeah. You know, he he and ch- starts setting up chairs Let's and, and carry
0: chairs giving yeah. us
1: advice. We're setting up the chairs. Jerry Bostic steps in and goes, No, 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 no. You need to do 10, give a break so people can get out at the end. Yeah. That's that experience that. It's nice to have. You know, yeah. it's nice to have someone be like, hey, you no, know, they're going to want to get out. So, like, give them a break. A chair yeah. in between. It's like, that's cool. So, that's how Jerry happened for anyone that wants to know. And then Tego kind of came along with that. Um, whenever Aaron Anders informed us he couldn't do the match. Yeah. And we announced it online. It took about five minutes. And then my phone was flooded with about 30 text messages. Right. And uh, multiple people wanting that spot. And um wanting the spot and then that's even that's another there's another Dexter story for you. I had pitched Dexter and I didn't smarten him up on air and was out but I messaged him and I said, Hey, had a spot open, are you available? And he messaged me and said, I will not be available. I will be with my girlfriend that weekend. Um, and I said, Okay. I said, we'll keep it in mind. And then after we announced it, you know, we had already decided like hey we're going with Tommy Dean, which is a good wraparound because Tommy Dean was supposed to have a match anyway. So it's almost like the universe
0: gave it back I think to it all came back around, yeah. Tommy Tommy was a good choice. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, he was supposed to have that, that match with Fuel. He didn't get it. And then this opened up and you gave it to him. So I'm, I'm glad Tommy got that moment. Yeah. And I like I said, I watched yeah. the match. I enjoyed the match greatly. He did a great job.
1: Everything, so. everything worked out greatly. And um, as far as Breaker goes, that was um, a few days out. Breaker shot me a text message. I didn't even know he still had my number. And right. he shot me a message, wished us luck. Right. Um, Glad what we're doing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I basically just said, hey, why don't you come to the show? He said, I'm definitely planning to attend. I said, well, if you want to do a little bit more, let me know. Yeah. And then we started talking. He said, well, think of some stuff and pitch it. And I pitched it. And uh, he was okay with commentary and being semi-involved in the match. And it only worked out that you have Breaker endorsed Tommy Dean. Yeah. I wanted that moment where Dee and Nasty are in the ring. They're waiting on Tommy Dean's music to hit and Breaker's music hits. Right, and right, right, he right. walks out. So the people that got it, it was a cool moment. Um... All in all, I think it all came together great. So not to like go overboard, but yeah. that's that's where I'm at on the whole OKX as a whole. Yeah. Right now. So
0: Well I have a yeah, and like I said, we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about this. We've got plenty of people that I wanna bring on here and discuss it with. I also want to do that big watch party so we can all get it nice and fresh in our mind i mean then there's the entire roster worth of people that i'd love to get their opinions on so that's down the line um there's a couple things i want to talk about i guess i said something last week um i mean i'm sure i did i can't remember half of what i say on here ever but uh um, i had some people reach out and message me that they like really liked my gear because i think i said something last week about like yeah i knew i was going to get roasted on that gear or something and i made a joke like but so far the only person that's roasted me is alex Royal, but uh Um, uh, I had a lot of people reach out saying like, where did you get that made? Like, I I love that fucking gear and all that stuff. And, uh, um, I I went into a few details about the gear last week, but, uh, there were a couple other details there. there There's no, like, besides for the fact that I wore the boxing shorts as a callback to what I used to wear as a callback to the ring of honor briscoes that I love um, and as just the fact that it's what I'm comfortable in and it's what I'm going to fucking wear if I'm going to wrestle. I want to be as comfortable as possible. If that's what makes me happy for this match, I'm going to do what I want. Um, also, it should be no secret that one of the things you have to learn to do in wrestling, you have to, is accentuate positives and hide negatives. That, that, that's That is just one of the things in wrestling you've got to learn if you want to be successful. And what do I mean by that is... I am not. I, I, I'm in fucking great shape. I'm in awesome shape. Best shape of my life. And I, I, I'll stand next to just about anybody. But Luke's in better shape. It's as simple as that. So one of my sour points in my mind is like my love handles and stuff, my waistline. And I'm like, you know what? If I get some gear that has a like stiff, sturdy, and high waist, I can hide that a little bit. And I can stand next to Luke even better. If I got big chest, big shoulders, big arms... And I hide my 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 little little bit of pudge that I have around the love handles, fucking all the better. So you hide the negatives, you accentuate the positives. That gear only reveals me from like the uh, the belly button up, which I'm pretty confident in. Um, so there you go. I mean, that's another little secret there in, in wrestling. I mean, fucking, that's what you got to do sometimes. If you have negatives, you hide them. And I'm not just talking about physically. Like, I mean, you know, like the most common sense things is going to be like if there's a move that you try to do in the ring over and over again and you're not good at it, stop doing the fucking move. Like, you know, the, the, I mean,
1: it's always about that. Alex ruler should never drop an elbow drop unless it's through a table.
0: Hide the negatives, man. Yeah, for real. Luke's fucking... Uh, go watch that highlight video that dropped today. There's a shot of so Luke's well. elbow. And I know I said last week that, like... I'm pretty sure that that elbow, um, like I didn't protect myself well enough, and that that elbow rocked me. Like watching that <laughs> video, like I don't know what else I really could have done to protect myself. That elbow devastates me. I don't me, know though.
1: if it was so much the elbow. I think it was like his shoulder impact. It
0: devastates, not his fault at all. He yeah. did his part, and I did my part, and it's just one of those things that happened. And I don't give a fuck because it made it look, it looked fucking awesome. So um, there's that. Uh, you know, a little more teaser about my gear. Um, one more thing. I guess we really should wrap it up, probably. But uh, um, one more thing I do want to talk about um, is uh, my uh, oh well, I guess well this, this but they tie together because um, I teased this last week. I forgot I teased this. Um, so pre match and post match for me and Luke. Pre match we did a little a little special thing. I wanted to do it. It just made the moment a little more special for me. But um, I have gone on record before as saying that the greatest the greatest beverage ever created by mankind is monster energy ultra citron it 's the greatest flavor of a drink ever created, so it was also it was discontinued so <laughs> maybe i'm the only person that thinks it's the greatest beverage um, it's almost a good thing that it was discontinued because I was drinking so many in a day that uh it was probably killing me but uh um Monster Ultra Citron. I fell in love with that drink. I used to drink them every day uh, at work. And uh, when they got discontinued, I started buying up every can that I could come across. There was a time when I had like 50 cans of Monster in my garage. Like I had cases. I would buy cases off of eBay of uh, this drink because I loved it so much. God. I'm down to, uh, hey, zero calories, zero sugar, motherfucker. So, uh, so throw, throw that shit out. But... um. Uh, I, uh, I'm down to two cans, two, two you cans. You still drink them? Two fucking cans.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a script off of Limitless. Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't know what that is, but uh, um, I, uh, I took one can, of ultra citron, to OKX, and right before my match, I walked over to Luke, I pulled out two shot glasses, cracked open the can. I poured us both a shot, and I said, would you do me the honor? And uh, we did cheers, and uh, we fucking uh, hit a shot of Monster Ultra Citron, and uh, it gave me that little boost that I needed. What did you do uh, with the rest of the can? I mean, it just went back in the ice chest. It uh, I mean, got drank. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, what if I could think? Oh, no, uh, I drank it. But, um, uh, you know, they're a little flat because they're like three years out of date, but that is what it is. Um, but uh, that was special to me because that drink is very special to me. Hey, fuck, you can make fun what of me. it would
1: have made you guys both violently ill? Like,
0: <laughs> hey, what let doing? me tell you, that's why we didn't chug a whole can each. Because I, originally I thought I've got two cans. I could give one to Luke, one to me. But I was like, man, we might drink this and get fucking sick. What would
1: yeah. you have done if like, Luke would have been allergic
0: to like... Well, no, he, he, like he that, that. that's one of the things. It wasn't just me, though, motherfucker. He likes those drinks, too. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why it kind of made it special because it's an it out-of-date sucks. flavor. <laughs> But um uh give him a shot of whiskey instead. That's more annoying. Nah, fuck that. Fuck that trash. I don't drink that fucking degenerate alcohol bullshit. Um Luke doesn't drink though, by the way. Neither do I. But uh Um I uh Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh he was scared, he's like, Oh dude, I gave up drinking like a few weeks ago. I, I when you said we were gonna take a shot, I got really scared I was gonna have to tell you no at first. And uh, I was like, No, no man, it's it's monster energy. Oh here you a few weeks ago? Yeah, he recently gave up drinking.
1: Oh wow!
0: Yeah, very recently, maybe for the match. For all I fucking know, I don't know. He's probably drinking again now. <laughs> I fuck! I don't fucking know anything about the motherfucker. God sure damn! Did a workout in his
1: uh, kitchen the other. Day. Well, you look like that. You can drink whatever you want. Hell, I got
0: a cigar for fucking OKX too. I I don't smoke, but I got a cigar. It's still I, I still. I got I'll, one too, Cuban. Yeah, Jordan Fox. I'll, it I'll try it. I'll, I might try it at some point, but uh, I do have it in my it's in my garage. But uh. Five. Um, so there's that man. That drink's very special to me. Roast me all you want on that drink, but if you feel half as if you feel half as good about anything in
1: this world as I do about Monster Ultra yeah. Citron, you're a lucky fucking man. I'm telling you right now, people, they're gonna listen to this podcast that blow you. They're gonna be like, my new favorite gear is boxing shorts <laughs> and. I love, I freaking love Citron. Hey, here's what I hope happens. I hope people fucking
0: get on the, the, the dark web and find me some more Ultra Citron and send it to me because I will fucking,
1: I'll be your best friend. I guarantee for life. you someone sends you a can now. I that, guarantee it. It'll, it'll probably, they, I, I, probably next week, people are going to have like knockoff boxing hey, sports they're wrestling in that aren't near as expensive or cool, but it's like st- the title ones you get from yeah. Academy, and that's what they're going to be wrestling I mean, with. That it.
0: first year after that drink was discontinued, like, uh, I remember. Um, Like uh uh, I remember like one instance where Fuel's wife texts me and she's like, "Hey, just FYI, this uh, Cherokee Travel Plaza has some of those drinks you like." I fucking jumped in the car and drove there and bought every one they had.
1: What would you do if she lied to you? I
0: would have fucking broke her nose. (laughs) But um, and then one day I was going to a WFC show and I stopped at a, it it was like I think I might have talked about this even on here, but it was like serendipity because like. I was going to a WFC show, and I was going to stop at a gas station, but something fucking happened. Like, somebody cut me off. or I don't even remember exactly what it was. It was some weird thing where, like, somebody cut me off in traffic, so I couldn't get in the right lane to go to the gas station I wanted to go to. So I ended up going to a n- different gas station down the road, and they fucking had those drinks. And so I bought, like, ten cans of that on the way to a WFC event. And I had them in my car. What is it called? Monster Ultra Citron. It's yellow... Uh, anyway, told whatever. you someone gonna buy you one. <laughs> there you go. Called it. I haven't no, looked no, at them. No, i do not if
1: I can buy it for you. I'm I, just. Gonna... I haven't
0: looked at them in forever because I just figured they're like fifty bucks a case, so I'm just not gonna pay for it. But uh um, I have one can left. Anyway, the last, lastly, lastly, I do want to talk about this because this is also special to me. But um man, I went back and forth about like gifts. Like I was going to get everybody gifts for fucking OKX and ultimately I'll tell you what happened. Look, cuz you know like like Alex got me the awesome knife that has a uh, one time only on the handle and stuff. That's I love knives. I mean, it's a great gift and stuff, but uh um ultimately like I waited so long that I was like, fuck, what can I get them? I just don't know what to get them. Like, I I went back and forth between a lot of shit and, like, you know. I was going to buy you that Thor shirt, but I'm like, man, it's it's a great gift, but, like, that's not a fucking, like, special thing, though. I bought it myself. I know, yeah, and that's great. But that's not, like, a fucking T-shirt like it's not sp- that's not very special.
1: That's just like something I get. You, you know what's for- funny though. On yeah. a different note, you can get into that. But I bought you two sh- two t shirts you got for Christmas. You haven't worn either one of them. I don't understand. I-, I wear them all the time. Undertaker or the Sean? I wear them all the fucking time. Don't Cold. I wear them
0: all the fucking time. You're lying. I just haven't worn them here. I guess I wear them all the fucking time.
1: Hey, you record yourself three hours of the day and you're everywhere wearing those shirts. <laughs> yep, I don't wear them to work out. Never. I don't, never. I don't work out in regular t shirts. You got two Undertaker shirts. Yeah, never
0: worn. I wear them all the fucking time. Anyway, um. They're, uh, uh, what I ultimately decided because it was kind of relevant to the times we're all Avengers fans um, well all of us but Luke, <laughs> yeah, Luke. <laughs> no 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 Luke's, Luke's cool with it too his but,
1: comment like, was hilarious but
0: he's great he's fucking fantastic <laughs> but uh, um, we uh, you know Avengers just happened in game it kind of wrapped up you know 11 years of a story and um, I thought man there's, there's kind of six of us more or, le- more or less I can boil it down to six people that made the event special for me personally. And it's me giving the gifts, so I mean, you know, fuck you, I'm gonna give it to who I want to. Um, so what I bought, and I'm also a huge enamel pen fan. I love pens, love pens. Buy me pens, people, go for it. Um, I found a set of uh, the Infinity Gems, or the Infinity Stones, um, you know, there's six of them, and I found a set of them, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna buy those and give them out to everybody. I'm gonna keep one for myself. Uh, originally, I thought, well, maybe I won't keep one for myself. Uh, like I was gonna give my wife one. I was like, she don't give a fuck about that, and I want one, so like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm gonna give one to myself, and then, and so I bought those. Little, I bought little cardboard boxes, and I dropped. I got six of them. I dropped six stones into those boxes because I wanted to be. I wanted it to be random. I wanted to not know who gets what. I I put them in a hat, and uh, I drew last because I I didn't want there to be anybody who thought that I was going for any particular one, and I let everybody draw their infinity stone and um uh anyway it was uh, and, and you know uh um doggins made a cool little post where he called us the infinity six or whatever and uh um so uh, the six people that got infinity stones myself jason doggins um jd alex royal luke langley and last but fucking definitely least definitely least of the bunch <laughs> zach royal Got the last stone And if anybody questions that Zach helped me a fucking lot Getting the shirts made Fucking uh, Looking you know, Bearing through like the pictures of custom gear That I would send him Just fucking for shits and giggles Fucking selling my shit at the table Like all that stuff Like uh, Zach helped me a lot man And he did a lot for the event He did a shitload for the event So like uh, he, he deserved one truly So got, I gave He got paid he, Of course But not by me though He got He got He got He got love for me Not just money but They're uh,
1: a badass time stone.
0: There you go. There you go. We all got we all.
1: What I were mindset. You literally just seen them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but you got, but your stone from me w- that was given to you at random. Oh, every, everybody, got, everybody got a stone. Pretty, I think, I think, like like to to nerd out for a minute. Luke and Alex, one hundred percent got the stone that they should have got without a doubt. Luke got the, um, well, fuck. What, which, which, I can't remember what it's called. Um, the, uh, 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 anyway, Alex got the mind gem. Uh, yeah, let me look at him. Alex got the mind stone. He got space, which is, Yes, yes, he got the space gem. So uh, Alex got the mind gem. That fits him perfectly, man. He's always fucking wheeling and dealing, and he's trying to make shit happen, and he's a manipulative son of a bitch, too. So yeah. it really fit him well that he got the, uh, the mind stone. And uh, Luke is on the fucking go man he's traveling through space he's fucking going out there All doing his space thing and time. he's fucking he's 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 taking it he's doing it um Zach got the time stone one of the one of the very important it stones
1: blew, it blew my mind whenever i got that cuz i was like it it's just like see seeing, yeah. every, seeing everyone open up their boxes. yeah yeah I was like, fuck, like this just felt perfectly in line Yeah,
0: yeah, Zach, Zach got the time stone I got the reality gem which I really liked uh, I, I was like, uh, I, you know, because everything at one point when OKX really became a reality for me, and I had to make it a reality of, as far as like can I do this shit again and uh, bring this all back, you know um,
1: Jeremy got power
0: Jeremy got power, there, there is a part of me that wishes, and it's, uh, it's totally okay hey, fate did it's thing I, if I could switch anybody's gems, I'd probably switch Doggins and JD because JD is way more like the soul and the, the, the like, you know you know what I mean? Like the like he's got that, that real serious, heartfelt talk and stuff. And uh, Doggins felt more like power to me when he's telling people in the locker room, like, don't fucking break my rules. Like, I loved that. Like, that, that was great. But it's totally fine. Hey, man, fate played its hand. Doggins got the uh, the soul, soul stone. <laughs> And uh, JD got the power stone. That's perfectly fine with me. If that's the way the world wanted it, that's the way the world got it. So I gave out the stones. We've all got stones now. That's something that you can always look at, see that stone, and remember, OKX. And uh, when I'm in my fucking casket, dead in the ground, buried, gone forever. The
1: one I built
0: you? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the casket that Zach is gonna build me.
1: Did you see my video last night where I I used the gym in my video? No.
0: I did one last night oh yeah I didn't watch it I don't watch your you shit you need to watch it uh, we uh, uh, so anyway that's it man the Infinity Six us six got some Infinity Stones for OKX OKX is in the books it we, is uh, done
1: we did promise something at the end of the last episode what, what did we promise I forgot I would tell everyone okay what Luke Langley said to me as soon as your match was over oh okay you were in the ring cutting a promo tell me a story so I come down I walk up the stage I walked down, Luke's sweaty, he's hugging. Yeah. And I hugged him. I said thank you. He hugged me. Yeah. Tightly, like embraced. Yeah. And he basically said, Thank you, um, for, for everything. And then he said, uh, and just so you know, I am the fucking man. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I know, I know you. I I think I said, I know. <laughs> you know
0: what? I know too. Luke Langley, you are the fucking man and uh i i respect the fuck out of luke for everything he did for me and he is he is the goddamn man so fuck yeah i said it last week and luke hugged me right after i got back from from my uh my concussion promo
1: well you thanked your wife and gave her all the love that you've never done public before
0: yeah that's true that was special i had to man because she she deserved the love man i I never really do that publicly but uh i did that for her
1: front row with her yeah the entire show the entire match did you my god dude. she's into I it man i felt like i was a freaking nba basketball. Uh, pretty she cool was, her parents came yeah, yeah she was and hailey, her and, man, and as, her brother was it, as yeah. loud as she can like she was she into was it a, man she has a demon inside of her.
0: she 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 was she I was her into her it house.
1: she does uh, she has a profession.
0: so yeah i had to thank her and i genuinely thanked you know alex and everyone i thanked tim even before he got in the ring and, and tried to steal my spotlight but you know that's that's life man that's life uh I, uh, I, I truly loved OKX and, and and like, like I said, like Luke, Luke told me, he, he hugged me and he said, yes, I do this every weekend. I'll do, I'll, I'll wrestle tomorrow night and I wrestle every weekend, but what I don't get to do every weekend is what me and you just did in that ring. So I respect the fuck out of Luke for giving me that kind of compliment and for even going along with this whole crazy fucking ride that was the return of John Cross and, uh, regardless of what happens now in life after okay x where where this this crazy world takes us i do want people to know that my book my 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 john cross storybook is very much closed um who knows what the future holds but uh that story has to end right there so uh whatever we do from this moment on you know it's uh it's just purely fan fiction anniversary so, uh,
1: show and showdown yeah Those are the big ones
0: two big events coming up and that i'm Oklahoma is going to be around the corner there's a lot of great shit coming the, the, to oklahoma the, the three, wrestling
1: the three pillar events are almost here
0: absolutely so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen you've got a lot of great wrestling coming up and we have done a lot of great potting today i hope and we are going to call it a day ladies and gentlemen thank you so much please like us please comment please subscribe share this podcast we would appreciate it check it out on spotify follow it yep. get it every week
1: Give uh, us your thoughts on a t shirt, new Alex Mills shirt dropping soon. And just remember always, and I mean always, make sure you drink your urine.